17 weeks, four quarters, 60 minutes, and it all leads up to one winning, winning drive. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome back to the Winning Drive podcast. I am Rita Hubbard, the NFL chick, co-host of the Glenn and Rita show on 105.7 The Fan, here with my guy Cordell Woodland from Shaking It Up Sports and the Ravens reporter for 105.7 The Fan. And the Lamar saga continues, Cordell. Uh, The other day, uh, on Tuesday, I believe, Lamar um, spoke about his situation regarding his PCL injury. And he said, and I quote, let's be real. I'd rather have 100% PCL than go out there and play horrible, forcing myself to put my guys in a bad situation. Now that's selfish to me. So of course, you know, people have responses to his tweet and, you know, he had had some conversation about it, but really he was just trying to elaborate that he was not healthy. Um, and that it wasn't a money situation because he said that in his previous tweet that, you know, why would that all of a sudden be an issue because of money? Because he could have gotten hurt at any time within that time frame, which is absolutely true, right? He was playing out his fifth year option. And so, I mean, I had always, always suggested that he sit, sit out because that's what I would have done personally, because when you are injured, you don't have um, a guarantee in terms of money in the future after that. But ultimately he wanted to debunk the theory that he set out because he didn't want to hurt himself more because he was trying to find new money. And um, I'm curious to know your thoughts. I, you know, I, 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 when you saw that tweet, um, what did you think when, when you saw him, you know, I guess in a sense, explain himself to mm-hmm. the public and the media? Well, I, I didn't have an issue with it. I mean, I think it was last episode we were talking about the uh, interview that he was supposed to be putting out, you know, where I guess that exclusive interview of Lamar with Lamar <laughs> um, that I don't even know if we're going to get anymore because he's been dropping all the gems on Twitter. So I don't, I don't know if we're still going to get, the interview, but we were talking about yeah. how there are still questions uh, that I think fans have uh, about Lamar and this season and the situation with the Ravens that we felt like he needed to address. And this was one of them, um, the, of what happened on the back end of the season. And I think it yes. really, I think it really hit his head when Arthur Blank was had said what he said about Lamar's play style and concerned about Lamar's uh, injuries the last couple of years. I think that's what initially sparked him to go out and respond on Twitter and put out there what actually happened. And I, I get it. It He's saying a lot on Twitter. It's unorthodox, but this entire situation is unorthodox. Lamar has his, his everything about Lamar is unorthodox. So I'm not surprised that th- that this is the avenue he's chosen to take. Um, a lot of people are saying, well, this is why he needs an agent because an agent would uh, debunk a lot of this stuff for him. And okay, but the fact is, and, and maybe I'm in the minority, I've just accepted at this point, he's not, he doesn't have an agent. It doesn't look like he's about to get an agent. So it's like talking to a wall to keep saying, Lamar, you need an agent. He's heard it. He right. has heard it. He doesn't right. care. He doesn't care. It's not going to change. So we have to accept that he's his own agent. And yep. so he's going out and he's debunking these things. And I get the the sentiment of he doesn't have to go to Twitter to put this stuff out there. I would agree with that. Like, let people think what they're going to think. The only reason I I, I think is it was important for Lamar to come out and say the things that he said is because when you start hearing owners use some of those same talking points against you that people have been floating around it out there and you deem them to be false, you've got to put an into it because it's affecting his market. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's one of the excuses they're using as to why they don't want to go after Lamar. They feel uh, because of what happened on the back end of the season. So uh, I, I think for him, he felt like he had to yet again clear his name and and put out the his his truth on the internet. Now, 
he did a similar thing to this on the back end of the season when he tweeted out about him, him having a grade two PCL spring. And I said this on Twitter and, and I still to a degree stand by this. I don't think the Ravens did a good enough job of clearing that. I, I, it was too many questions that that thing ended up spreading like wildfire and Lamar takes blame as well because he goes in mute mode. He doesn't say anything and he right. allows stuff to run rampant as well. But you can't in one breath say this is, you know, your guy and you love Lamar and all this and that. And then when reporters such as myself continue to open up the door and look, if you don't want to open, show your hand too much during the season and talk too much about the injuries, fine. I know how Harbs operates when it comes to injuries during the season. I understand he doesn't want to talk about them. Fine. But you had so you had multiple opportunities after the season to really put it to bed. And sure, they said things like they felt like Lamar was really hurt. They felt like Lamar was really working himself back. But Lamar went into detail and gave things specific as to why he wasn't traveling with the team, why he wasn't out there on, on the field on the back end of the season. Like, I, I just feel like it would have been simple for the Ravens to simply say he's not traveling with the team because his knee is inflated the last time he did. We thought it would be best for him to stay home and rehab. Like, that would have put that thing to bed. But here we are in, in what, about to be April, and that same narrative – had continued to go on. I think that they allowed this to become a bigger story than it should have been. It could have been dead months ago. We, we it completely dead. But this is what it is. So you know, I, like I said, I I think when you start, it's one thing when fans are questioning it, but when you start hearing owners around the league start to bring up some of those same talking points, you got to put that stuff to bed because you can't have these false narratives, especially the idea that you're not tough, that you're not going to play through injuries, that you're quitting on your team in the most important part of the season. You you can't have that type of stuff labeled to your name when you're looking to get big money, when you're looking for another team to, to pay you right now. That's not the type of stuff you want on the on the forefront of their on the on the forefront of their mind when they think about Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I mean, two things can be true because the first thing is is that uh, John Harbaugh did address it at mm -hmm. his uh, end of the season um, press conference and did say that he was hurt and could not play. So there's that part of it. But do I think that the Ravens could have done a, a better job of um, acknowledging that, you know, they this is not even just a Lamar thing. They typically don't like players traveling um, to away games when they're injured. Tyus Bowser told Glenn and I that early on, um, because when we were doing the show with him, uh, he was still, you know, um, on the pup list or the injured reserve list. And he, he, we were told that he couldn't go to the Jets game. He told us that because, you know, they wanted him to rehab. They don't like players traveling. So I do think that the Ravens could have done a better job, but I, I I'm not going to act like I didn't hear John Harbaugh tell people that, but they could have reiterated that same situation. I also have to think too, that strategically, why would I put that out there if I'm the Ravens? Because, I'm trying to, I don't want anybody else to be in the market for Lamar Jackson. I want Lamar Jackson. I'm not helping no other team get Lamar Jackson. So me me being mute isn't, isn't me saying that it's true or not, but I'm also not going to help your cause. Now, do I think that the owners know that? Sure. That's just another excuse of why that they are acting oh, like yeah, they're not. That's why I to. use the word excuse. Because right. yeah, it's exactly that. It's not that they don't know that. All these teams have protocols. All of them do. And so the Ravens having a protocol of we don't like our players traveling with the team when they're injured for reasons that happened to Lamar after the Pittsburgh game is not something that people don't know. Well, the owners don't know because they know how their organizations are run and they have these conversations amongst themselves that being said uh, that's just another reason for them to use to say this is why I don't want to hire Lamar Jackson now I will say this Cordell if the issue is the fact that of his durability in the last two seasons that is an absolutely fair point as much as we like to ignore the fact that Lamar didn't finish the seasons two years in a row we can't nor should we and durability, durability should be a concern because at the end of the day, yes, what you're right, you're absolutely right about Deshaun Watson and everything that you're saying is completely true. And it's 
Disgusting that people still courted him. But Deshaun Watson was relatively healthy also in his career. So the concern is going to be, well, with the way that Lamar plays, is he going to be able to, how long is he going to be able to, to last in the, in the National Football League? And that's going to be the concern that owners will have. And I'm not going to sit here and say that that's not valid. Will I say that I think that you're overselling that concern? Absolutely. Because that's the nature of the game. People get hurt. People, right. you know, don't play, you know, all the everybody can't be Patrick Mahomes where you have a high ankle sprain, but because you have some weird type of flexibility in your body because you're you you know, you've been the chosen one, you can right. play through things like that. It's just it just doesn't work that way. So that's I think that's my thing. I, I listen, if I'm Lamar. Yes, I, I'm fine with addressing that. I have no issue with him addressing him saying me sitting out for the playoffs or whatever was not due to me wanting money. I genuinely was hurt and I wasn't going to be able to be a contributor to my team. Um, that's that's completely fine. What I got a problem with is that you can clearly see Lamar responding to people in the comments. And at that point, Lamar, you don't owe anybody anything. You said what you had to say and enough is enough. And if people have questions about what it is that you, you know, from that, from everything that you said in your tweet, that's not on you. People can interpret things or will interpret things no matter how much you spell it out, how much you, you know, or elaborate. It doesn't matter. If people have their minds made up about what it is that you have to say, then it doesn't matter. So me responding to Joe Schmo on uh, Twitter is not going to, I'm not doing that. Now, if this is an owner that is toting interest in me, that's a conversation that I'm going to have thoroughly. I don't care about these people on the internet. So tweet your tweet. No, I wasn't sitting out for money and move on about your day because these other people don't matter. What matters is you trying to get this money and you're trying to find an owner that's going to go ahead and give you what you believe that you're worth. And that's the people that you have to respond to and give an explanation to, in my opinion. Yeah, so a couple of things. Uh, kind of going back to the point about Lamar and his injuries and and, and Watson. I, I I definitely agree that the last Lamar missing the back end of the season the last two years is a concern. No, no doubt about it. It's the most important time of the year. He's your starting quarterback. He's the best player on the team. You need him in December. There's no, there's no way around it. Even despite that, I'm and this is just me personally, I'm not necessarily to the point to where I'm ready to say. He's injury prone. These injuries, I think, have been more. And Eric DaCosta said the same thing. I think it's more. It's, it's been more bad luck than anything, and poor timing. Yeah. The fact that it's happened on the back end of the season, and that both injuries have caused him to miss the remainder of the season. Granted, it's only been about five or six games each time. Um, that said, he's played eighty-five percent of his games in his career. He's had no surgeries, to my knowledge, to this point. And meanwhile, we're talking about comparing it to Watson, who's torn both of his ACLs in his well, career. It's true. Now, the first one happened in college. So right. that. I mean, it's just still part of his medical history. I, yes, I guess it is. For me. You're right. He, that's absolutely you know, true. You're that's, not wrong. That's a, that's a red flag on the medical history. For Lamar, it's, it's cool. Yeah. Like I said, if you want to hold those things against him, fine. I just feel like yet again, and this isn't the first time that they've done this in Lamar's career. I just feel like they continue to move the goalposts when it comes to him. If it's not course, one thing, absolutely. it's another. You know what I'm saying? And and like it's it's just they have a set list of excuses that they can go to. And if you debunk one, they'll go to another one. They'll they it's like it's always something. And and so that's that's really what it is to me. Like I'm I want to stress the point that I'm not trying to disregard the fact of his injuries and all the all the concerns people have surrounding Lamar, the money he's asking for, the injuries, the playoff record, all of that stuff matters. I'm not going to sit here and act like it doesn't. Um, but what 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 I'm getting at is the fact of at a certain point, I think it becomes more of an excuse than a valid yep. point. Like I I'm agree. okay with touching on it, but I'm not going to sit here and say. Well, I'm more I'm so concerned about all the things that go with Lamar Jackson that I'm okay with 
going back out there with Desmond Ritter, who I benched all season <laughs> and played four games and threw two touchdowns all season, or Sam Howe, who was set all year behind two quarterbacks all year and played one game for me. Like, you can't tell me that all of the issues you have with Lamar lead you to believe that you are good with what you have. It's it, it, you just these owners can't sell me on that. They just can't. I agree. I, I'm not. I, I'm again. I think that, that I'm interested in Lamar Jackson, but I'm also concerned about the last two years. And I think that those mm-hmm. things could potentially be true. Um, but I also think that um, the risk is the reward, excuse me, is well worth the risk. That is where I would stand like, with that Where's point. Atlanta going? Where, where's Atlanta going? And Atlanta huh. could absolutely use more butts in the seats, which Lamar is going to absolutely do that. Um, and so that's the part that I think I, I don't sit with now. Obviously, we know that owners feel some type of way about ter- in terms of what they're going willing to pay uh, because that that was the consensus um in the owners meetings but I, i'm just i'm just saying that i acknowledge that lamar in his injury history is probably something that you you would look into but i ultimately do not think that it should be the uh the reason why you should turn away from him i think that that's ridiculous and so um good for him i guess for clarifying it because it is something Go ahead. No, just one last thing. I I feel like one talking point that doesn't get brought up enough because we always every not just us. I'm not when I say we, I'm not really talking about us. I'm just talking about everybody. But uh, the the fact that everybody talks about how much right. money Lamar is asking for, but nobody thinks about the 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 point of how much money does Lamar bring in. And I don't know that number off the top of my head, but I would love to go back and see if there's a way to see like the the Ravens' net revenue. Uh, since Lamar Jackson has taken over in Baltimore compared to the the, the, the few years prior. Like, I, I would just love to see that because it's not a loss when you pay a guy like that because you're assuming that you're going to be able to make a lot of that back on the back end through merc- Easily merch- merchandise sales, ticket sales, uh, ex- uh, a TV, a national TV games. Like, it's not just people are looking at it as if these owners are giving Lamar money that they won't be able to get back. Like that's not the case. It's an investment. When you pay a guy Lamar, like Lamar, that's an investment. You're not just donating money. I think that's something that doesn't get talked about enough as well. I agree. And listen, um, there's going to be a hit temporarily if Lamar is not a Raven, by the way, people are not going to want to sign up for um, a, a team that is lost without a quarterback, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. And that is something that the Ravens have to be concerned about as well. I mean, you know, you you start talking to people, Cordell, and you got a lot of um, PSL owners that are going to be very leery about buying season tickets for the season because they don't know who they're, they're you know, cheering for. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be a concern for them. So if I'm another NFL team, I'm sorry. You know, look, you got hurt a couple times. Yes, the the, the timing of both was very unfortunate. Um, and and you do have to wonder: do you does your body just go through some wear and tear as because you're now you're getting older and, and and as the season goes on? But that's a risk I'm just willing to take, brother. And now I get that he I, gets I get that they get cold. That's that's probably something that they look at as well too. Yeah, very possible. But that's why I also understand why maybe if you, depending on what he's asking for. You are, you are like, a, but then it's it's only an investment that only works, you know, half the time. But I don't right. care, man. I Then give him a short deal or something. You give him a short deal with a whole lot of guaranteed money. And then if it doesn't work in three years, you can move, move along. But in them three years, those people are going to come out and support your team. I guarantee that. Mm-hmm. I promise that. So that, that's going to be the bottom line. Before we get into our next segment, make sure that you're subscribed to the Winnie Drive Park podcast so that every time there's a new episode you will be the first to know so we know that whether Lamar's quarterback or not Cordell whoever the quarterback of the Baltimore Ravens will be on opening Sunday 2023 um, they could absolutely use some more wide receivers that is something that we have just beaten a dead horse about since last season 
And it's very possible that they'll find somebody in the draft, like an Addison or Zay Flowers, who may go to them later on in the first round. Uh, but there have been some reports in terms of who the Ravens have been interested in or at least inquired about. And so one of the things um, that we've been hearing, Jeremy Fowler from ESPN, had reported that the Ravens have inquired about DeAndre Hopkins uh, from Arizona, as well as Denver Broncos, Cortland Sutton, and of course, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Now, I don't know how true this is, but um, there was another tweet that said that Odell Beckham Jr. has um, asked for $14 million, going uh, down from $20 million. Allegedly, Odell had already came out and said, I'm not asking for $20 million. So I don't know how much you ride into the $14 million, uh, you know, per year um, scenario. But that's the allegation on terms in terms of what Odell Beckham Jr. is looking for. So clearly the Ravens need a wide receiver. Um, Nelson Aguilar. I'm not going to even sit here and tell you that that was a that was a nice little side pick. I I, <laughs> I, I don't feel any type of way about that uh, free agent signing. I am very indifferent about it um, to the point where I'm like, well, I mean, just resign Demarcus Robinson if we was going to do all that. But uh, ultimately, uh, it is still a glaring issue that the Ravens have. Um, talked about the different Broncos though have come out and said that they're not interested in trading for Sutton or I mean trading Sutton or Jerry Judy I don't know how much of that you believe Cordell but that is what they've said at the owners meetings but if Cor if Cortland Sutton is available or if we know that DeAndre Hopkins is potentially available what is it that you believe that the Ravens should do in this scenario well look I mean I I want the best, right? You know, they, <laughs> the, the Ravens need big time help. If you can get DeAndre Hopkins, that's the number one person on my list, to be honest with you. Um, D-Hop has been incredible throughout his career. It's been few receivers that have been better than him since he's been in the league. Even last year with him being suspended for the first, what, six games of the season, once he came back, he was one of the more one of the most dynamic receivers in the league up until Kyler Murray got hurt and he's got God knows who throwing him the ball. So right. I would love to have DeAndre Hopkins on my team if I were a Ravens fan. Um, but that's gonna cost you something. And I, I think those it sounds like those the, the price is coming down on D Hop, which is good for the Ravens, um, because they don't have much to give away right now in terms of money or draft capital. So right. uh, it, it's, it's still a long shot, I think, for them to get D-Hop, but we'll see. If, if, if they can make that happen, that would be option A for me. Um, I'm not the biggest Cortland Sutton guy. I, I don't know what it is. He, 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 has, he Talk about an injury history. Uh, he has one himself. Um, I, I think it's just something about the big receivers for me. Like, if you're going to be a big receiver, I need you to be – borderline elite and he's not that for me um I, I, I he's a nice piece but I I'm, I don't know I'm I'm kind of good on Cortland Sutton in terms of Odell he the Ravens aren't getting him at 15 million dollars a year I mean that I, I, I honestly <laughs> think I, I think the Odell thing is kind of just like window shopping to be honest with you I, I I don't think he's coming to Baltimore not only just because of the price that he may be looking for but it's too much uncertainty at the quarterback position. Odell's not going to a team that's, that has questions at the quarterback position. He wants to know who's throwing him the ball, and he wants a very good quarterback to be back there. So unless the Ravens are going to be able to, or Lamar for that matter, is going to be able to assure Odell that he's going to play this year, I don't see Odell Beckham being a Raven. And I looked on Twitter, and it looks like the Jets are the leading candidate uh, for Odell as of right now. So we'll see how that unfolds. I don't know how many receivers the Jets need. I mean, God knows. Um, but if you're the Ravens, Odell is a nice upgrade, no question. He's a name. But looking at it closer, I mean, you've already got your best receiver in Rashad Bateman who has injury questions. Odell's got a crazy injury history himself. Uh, can you can you feel comfortable with your two best receivers being Injury risk? I don't know. I, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if that's necessarily something that I'm jumping uh, to do. Also, I mean, how how good is Odell 
going to be able to be. I, I think what we saw from Odell in L.A. with the Rams, that was kind of like almost, and not the same thing, but just to compare it a little bit to where when Kevin Durant went to the Warriors, the floor was so spaced out for him that you couldn't double team him. You, you couldn't double team him. You had to just let KD go one-on-one and he slaughtered everybody. And mm-hmm. I think that's kind of what happened with Odell in L.A. Cooper Cup was the best receiver in the league that year. He's playing for Sean McVay, who's a, one of the best offensive minds in the league. I mean, I think that's a, it, it's tough to really go off of that and say that's who Odell is. Because right. the years prior, he wasn't that. And I know it's a bunch of different reasons as to why he may not have been that guy. But it's, it's just the truth. So, I mean, you don't have Cooper Cup on the Ravens. So can you rely on Odell to be your 1B receiver or maybe your 1A receiver? I don't know. We'll see. But he's the type of guy that will complain if he's not getting the targets that he's looking for. The Ravens already have J.K. Dobbins complaining about his (laughs) I mean, the last thing they need is a wide receiver complaining about touches. I, I I don't know. It's it's a risk reward thing with Odell for me. I um I I I know you don't like Cortland Sutton. I love what Cortland Sutton represents. I do think he's a very good football player. I think the problem is is his health is uh, history. Even though he did play majority um, games last year, uh, but majority of you know his his history of health over time has been questionable. So I can understand that. Um, Jerry Judy makes more sense because he would be uh, towards the end of his rookie contract and it allows somebody else to pay him. So for now, he would be a cheap uh, bargain in terms boy of too. Huh? I said Judy's Lamar's boy, too. Yeah, that's one of his good friends. My problem is, is that he can't catch half the time. <laughs> it literally is like a, like close to 50 percent. Um, so there's that. Uh, so I, I, look, I mean, I don't, what's the point if you ain't going to catch the ball, brother? Uh, Odell to me just seems like it doesn't make sense. You already mentioned from a cap perspective, from a health perspective, but it he still would be one of the best players instantly, uh, that the Ravens have at the wide receiver position. So there's that. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, I, I don't know how you make that work, and DeAndre Hopkins probably isn't going to, um, he, he can void the clause if he doesn't want to come here because they don't have a quarterback, uh, mm-hmm. at the moment. So there's that part. Um, so this will be interesting because you do need to find a way to still upgrade your wide receiver room. And I don't know if the Ravens are just going to go the way of, you know, going to the draft to find some guys or if they're really going to make a real play for a guy like DeAndre Hopkins or a guy like Odell, who you already said looks like that uh, the Jets is his, you know, where he could potentially go anyway. Um but we got some time. You know, the draft is coming up. Um, so there's going to be some trades that will be made, I would have to assume, um, around draft time. <laughs> the, whether it be players, whether it be picks. So uh, the Ravens really could find a way to do this on draft night. And that would just be something for us to have to watch moving forward. I really wonder what their plan is. At the end of the season press conference, Eric DaCosta said that they had plans in place based off of everything that's going on with Lamar, because I mean, he's, he dictates what they're able to do financially right now. Yeah. So, you know, he said that they had a lot of plans in place, a bunch of different scenarios. And they also said that they were going to redo this entire wide receiver room. So I wonder what his plan is. I mean, he's only got five draft picks, doesn't have a second round pick. You don't have much cap to, I mean, the, the free agent market has been ran through by this point. So where the Ravens had to settle for Nelson Aguilar. So I really wonder what their plan is right now, because I mean, I still expect them to draft a receiver, maybe two, but again, you only have five draft picks. You have other needs. Um, yeah. I, I, I just don't know what their plan is. And maybe their plan was to kind of go all in for D hop. Maybe, maybe that's what their plan is, even though he was kind of bullish on trading for a, you know, a big name receiver like that when he was asked about it at the end of the season press conference as well. But it's lion season. Who knows? I, 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 <laughs> we got to take everything with a grain of salt, without a doubt. Um, but I, I am curious to see what their plan will be for the wide receiver position because they're running out of time and they're running out of options. Mm-hmm. 
I completely agree with you. So they better figure it out soon or, or later. And the sooner has to go later. And remember, they were a quote unquote in for it for Deshaun. DeAndre Hopkins. That's going to call him yeah. Deshaun Hopkins. Uh-huh. He just made a name up. Um, but they were going to go. They were, supposedly in, they were supposedly in for him when he was traded from the Texans, uh, which to me, I'm sorry, I'm not trading. Um, Desha- um, Lord, I tried it again. Uh, I'm not uh-huh. trading DeAndre Hopkins to an AFC contender team, so I don't. I don't think they were ever in it. But now this is different, right? And now the Ravens and the Cardinals have a rapport because of the Marquise Brown trade. So we'll see how this goes. I mean, it it, it will definitely uh, play out. Hopefully, this time the Ravens are on the see. We we tried situation like they were the last. And, and, you, and maybe maybe this is maybe this is a part of Eric DaCosta's tactic, right? The uh, you owe me one. Maybe maybe that was one of his. Yeah, very very true. You, you owe me one. You know, uh, we gave you Hollywood. Now you go ahead and return the favor and hand us over D Hop. And look, D Hop was traded to the Cardinals for for a bag of pretzels. So I mean, it's only right that that price goes down from there. So I would imagine it would be in terms of the trade value, it would, the the Ravens should be able to get something done to get D hop out of Arizona, but you're right. D hop has the no trade clause. So he can boy uh, any, any destination that they try to send him to. He's going to have to know that Lamar Jackson is, is going to be the quarterback uh, for throwing him the ball. And, the way things are going right now, it looks like Lamar Jackson probably will be the quarterback if he decides to show up, which I think he should at least. I don't know if he will. I think he should. I'm I'm leaning towards he will show up at some point. He ain't coming to OTAs because he missed OTAs last year, so he's not right. going to come this year. Minicamp may be the next thing that he skips, but I would be legitimately surprised if Lamar Jackson doesn't show up to training camp at some point might not be there the first day or the first week, but I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I would be surprised if he misses training camp as a whole. Yeah. I, I, you know, I I agree with you there. Um, But ultimately we still have to find a way to make sure that the, whoever the quarterback is has some wide receivers because the Ravens absolutely need them, uh, whether Lamar Jackson plays or not. Before we get into the final segment, have you subscribed to the Winning Drive podcast? If so, if not, why not? Please hit the subscribe button so that every time that there's a new episode, you can hear about your Baltimore Ravens. So I don't know if you guys uh, tune into Cordell's show. He's on from 7 to 10 weekdays on 105.7 The Fan. But this week, Cordell has decided to have a venting session. So what we decided to do for this last segment is allow Cordell to have the floor, and I'll interject here and there, when it comes to the NFL and how they are currently acting regarding this Lamar Jackson situation. I would like Cordell to air his grievances about what the NFL is currently doing. So then that way he could feel better because sometimes you just need to grant, you need to go off, say things that you got to say, and then you got to move forward. So Cordell, tell us how you really feel about the. Yeah. I mean, the NFL, they all, they, they do things at various moments that frankly piss me off. Um, I tell people all the time, football was my first love. Uh, I I love the game of football. I really do. And I love the product on the field from the NFL, but I hate the business of the NFL. Um, and Lamar Jackson is only the latest example of why I hate the business side of the NFL, but he's not the only side. The NFL time and time again, has shown us that, A, they're the biggest liars out there, and B, the propaganda push or the this the notion that they're good people or that they're like the whole stop racism stuff, miss me. This is still a league that off and on again will continue to show their racist tendencies in terms of hiring, 
in terms of how they treat certain players. We've seen players blackballed from the NFL. Like, they have shown who they are. But the other side of it is that they don't hold everybody to the same standards. The owners are allowed to do what they want, right? Because they own the teams. And I think sometimes fans kind of fall into this as well to where they kind of just turn a blind eye to everything that goes on with these owners because it's all, they're billionaires. It doesn't matter. They can do what they want. It doesn't matter if they're bad people. They have money. It's nothing we can do to stop them or change it. So it is what it is. But for me, they don't waste time slapping the hand of certain players when it benefits them. But when it's them doing the dirt, it's okay. When Dan Snyder has a, 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 an impossible work environment for women and even men that worked in that building, it's okay. Roger Goodell's going to hide the Mary Jo White support uh, report as long as he possibly can. Nothing happens to Snyder. He's now finally selling, but all these years they've done nothing but sweep that under the rug. You had the Robert Kraft stuff a couple of years ago of him at the massage parlor. That stuff kind of gets swept under the rug. But then even with players, they pick and choose when they want to accept things and what they choose to accept. And you, we, we've seen it. We've seen it in the past. Domestic violence at one point had hit its peak in the NFL and they did nothing. The league did nothing about it. Nothing. They gave all those guys slaps on the wrist. Some of those dudes have multiple, multiple domestic uh, violence cases, and it didn't matter. It didn't stop these owners from bringing them in on their team, paying these guys. And then you have Deshaun Watson, who's the latest case, and this dude had the league in a frenzy last year. That's after he sits out a year and quits on his team and says he's not playing another down for the Texans. This is a healthy scratch for the entire season. Right. They don't care. They don't care about the off the field baggage that comes with them. That didn't stop any of these owners, including Arthur Blank, from going after Deshaun Watson. But mm -hmm. what takes me off when it comes to Lamar is that I think that these owners from day one of Lamar coming out of college, they have had an issue with him because everything about Lamar is different. Everything about Lamar is unorthodox and they hate it. The one thing about the NFL, you have to do what they want you to do or else they're going to end up showing you who's boss. And I really believe that's what's going on now. They are clinging to any low-hanging fruit they could possibly go to as an excuse as to why they don't want to go after Lamar Jackson. And it's sad. And it's to the point to where it's literally right in front of our face. And look, I'm, I'm truly not ignoring all the dynamics that surround Lamar Jackson that make it difficult to bring him on their team. I don't have an issue with any owner that says Lamar Jackson's asking price is out of our price range. That mm -hmm. is perfectly fine to me. But my issue is, how the bleep do you know what Lamar Jackson is asking for when you won't even talk to him? You won't mm -hmm. even talk to him. You going off of reports now? The same reports that when it's against their team, they're the first ones to say you can't believe everything that's out there? So why when you have the opportunity to actually go talk to the guy for free, you don't even, you don't even want to hear from him? The fact that he doesn't have an agent, they hate it. They hate it. And I got news for people. The owners aren't the only people that hate the fact that Lamar Jackson doesn't have an agent. The owners aren't the only people that are rooting against Lamar Jackson getting what he's asking for because he doesn't have an agent. The agents are rooting against Lamar Jackson as well. This is bad business for agents because if Lamar Jackson can get a fully guaranteed deal or whatever deal he's looking for as a quarterback, because I continue to say the quarterback position is the most important position, I think, in sports. If nothing else, the most polarizing position in sports. If Lamar Jackson is able to negotiate that on his own, then you're going to have linemen coming out. Why do I need an agent? 
Lamar Jackson just was able to just break the record and get his own deal by himself. Why do I need any of you guys to represent me? It's, it's bad business for the agents. So he's got a lot of people going against him. It's not just the owners. I truly believe that. It's not just the owners. And, and like I said, you've seen it over time. They tried to change his position coming out of college. That didn't work. He only goes on to win unanimous MVP. And then it really tells you how people around the league feel about Lamar when you've got these uh, undisclosed executives, anonymous executives coming out, putting out top 10 quarterback lists. And then the executive says, Lamar Jackson could win 10 MVPs. I still wouldn't look at him as a quarterback. What else do you need to hear? These people... Yeah are against this guy. I got I, I I believe that they think this kid is stupid. I think that they have they they don't think that this dude is intelligent enough to do the things that he's trying to do. And I think that Lamar is set in on making sure he proves people wrong. I think he I've said it before Rita in terms of why he doesn't have an agent. And look, I've I've been on the record plenty of times of saying, I agree, he needs an agent. No or doubt about it. Some or type. something, something. The dude has no endorsements or little to none. I mean, he, it's no reason why that's the case. That's a him issue, no question. But the fact of the matter is, Lamar Jackson is too good for teams to simply say, I'm okay. I mean, to not even go and talk to the dude, I, it, it's amazing to me. And somebody said it, and I agree. No other team in the league uh, values Lamar the way the Ravens do. I agree with that because the Ravens have gotten to have Lamar Jackson. They've gotten to have a 45 and 16 record when Lamar Jackson is on the field. So they know the impact of Lamar. And it's just funny to me that all these other teams that lose to Lamar are the main ones saying that they don't want him because when <laughs> you play against them, you can't stop them. But it's cool. You're good with the with the scraps that you have. I can't wait to see what some of these teams look like at the end of the year. I continue to say it. For Lamar, I have no issue with him betting on himself because I think Lamar is one healthy season away from getting what he's looking for. And it mm -hmm. may not come from the Ravens. It may not. But I think he has one healthy season, and we're having a totally different conversation about Lamar Jackson, but I am so sick of the NFL and this game that they're trying to pull and these nonsense quotes that they're putting out and all these BS excuses. It's sad and it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. This is one of the most prominent players in the league. In the league. Lamar Jackson can't go anywhere, not just in Baltimore, but anywhere without mm -hmm. getting mobbed. Like, I had Morgan Moses on my show this week, Rita, and he talked about the impact that Lamar Jackson has made on the community in Baltimore. And he's and he used the word hope. And I and I really I really hung on to that because you do kind of get a symbol of hope when you see Lamar Jackson if you out of in Baltimore at least when you see Lamar Jackson take over the Ravens because at least from an outsider who's not a Ravens fan the Ravens, to me, have had one of the most boring offenses in the NFL before Lamar. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it was just the thing. It's like, oh, God, the Ravens defense, yeah, it's great. The Ravens can run the ball, yes, with the best of them. But, man, they have one of the most boring offenses you're going to see. And Lamar Jackson comes in, and all of a sudden, everything changes. The vibe in the city changes. The vibe around the team changes. And you can't tell me that this dude doesn't carry a heavy impact with him wherever he ends up going. Um, and you just look at what they've been able, what they've done to previous black quarterbacks that have come into the league that have had Lamar's skill set and how they change their positions and things like that. You L Lamar is, I think, a trendsetter in a lot of ways uh, because I, I do think he is going to open up the door for quarterbacks that are coming behind him that have his similar skill set to where people are going to have to second guess whether or not they need to be asking these guys to change a position. If you go back and watch Lamar at the combine that year, it's, it's cringeworthy to watch how many times he has to say he's a quarterback. 
They have been against this dude from the beginning. And I think that they hate the fact that to this point, it's worked out for him. I know people are like, well, he's losing out on a lot of money. He's turned down deals that he probably should have accepted. Okay, that's debatable. But if you ask Lamar, he's probably fine with the decisions that he's made. He's fine with the road that he's on. He's accepted what's going on. And I think, honestly, I do believe he's genuinely okay with whatever the outcome ends up being. He is okay as long as he can do it his way. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I share a lot of um, general, um, you know, uh, issues that you have about the NFL. This is a business that is um, owned by old rich men. Um, they do things their way. And this is not the first time that we've seen the NFL um, impose their power on somebody. We saw a Colin Kaepernick situation, um, the same thing, which is why I think that this is a very hard hill to climb when it comes to Lamar, because I, I think people like, like yourself, like myself are saying, I mean, well, this is a guy that can contribute to your team now. They don't care about any of that. They don't care. And they have nothing that's going to stop them from doing what it is that they want to do, because at the end of the day, the ticket sales are not what drives the, the, the money for the NFL. The the contracts for the TVs is what drives the NFL. That's what pays the big bucks. So their only care, their biggest care is about what the networks got going on, not what the fans think. And so if it means that they're, you know, going to, you know, push somebody out or force somebody to do something their way here and there, then that's what they're going to do because they're no, until somebody forces them to change, nobody's going, they're not going to do that. Um, and so it's really jacked up about how they've done this whole Lamar thing. I mean, because we know that Lamar can contribute to essentially any team that he would go to. Um, and yet you, you are trying to act as if um, he's just not good enough to even consider. And we know that that's not true. Um, the league literally had a unanimous MVP only two times. And Lamar Jackson is one of those two people. So. Uh, it is messed up of, what, of what's going on. My concern is, is that how do we stop these things from happening? And I don't know the answer to that. I mean, the biggest answer is you just can't watch. But that's a lot to ask for, particularly when you have a lot vested in a, you know, in terms of a team. And so, unfortunately, I just feel like that this is a problem that's, you know, not going to ever have a resolution because the owners have the driver's seat and will until guys start getting uh, behind Lamar and he creates an army of people of his caliber that can ride the purpose that he rides. Because until then, I think that this is essentially a moot point. I don't think anybody's going to move the needle because they don't have to. And that's the sad part. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. It's really nothing we can do. I mean, I, I wish, you know what I'm saying, but it, it's not. But you you hear from uh, the various NFL players around the league, they all know what Lamar can do. You got Tyron Matthew talking about Lamar's the toughest player he's ever had to play against. I mean, everybody knows you're in for a long day when you have to go up against Lamar Jackson. And you talk about the tickets, you know, the uh, – uh, the TV ratings and, and getting viewers. I mean, it's few big ticket items in the NFL bigger than Lamar Jackson. I mean, yeah. Lamar Jackson's on the TV. You're probably going to watch It's must see TV. Um, so, I mean, I just, I, I think a lot of the things that they're using to go to say why they don't want to use Lamar. And again, because I have, I feel like I have to say it. Everybody wants, Oh, well, he's looking for guaranteed money or, Oh, he's been hurt the last two years. I understand it. I do. I honestly do. I'm taking all of that into account. But right. That alone, even with that information, if I'm an owner or a GM, I'm pushing to get Lamar Jackson. If, especially if I got freaking Desmond Ritter and Taylor <laughs> in my quarterback room. If I got Sam Howe and, and freaking Jacoby Brissett in my quarterback room. I mean, God, what are we talking about? But right. it's cool because it's easy to it's it's easy to just skip over it in March. Let's see what happens come September and October when football is back and you got to put this piss poor product on the field, and then your fans are all, we could have had Lamar, you know, and it'll be a lot of the same people that are like, I don't want Lamar, and like right, it's right, all flip flops because the same people I, I remember when I was a when I was a producer 
at 105.7. And I'm taking calls after Lamar's rookie year. And I had all these people calling in, talking about how Lamar is not a real quarterback, how they don't want him, how they miss Flacco. And it's amazing how a year changes things. Because all of a sudden, Lamar goes out that next season, wins MVP, and all those callers, the, all their all their takes changed. Everything changed. It was the Lamar glorified session. So it'll it'll come back around. I, I know it will. It's, it's it's just what happens during the off season. People forget, but once it's put back in front of them and they have to look at that product again, they'll be reminded yep. very fast. Absolutely, and so. You know, I, 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 I'm, I'm glad somebody had to say it. You know, the NFL is full of, it's, it stinks. It's full of crap. It smells crappy over here. So I am happy that somebody was able to um, call them out. And I, I hope that made you feel better, Fran, because, it, you, it, you know, it, it's always good to empty, empty the tank, you know. It, <laughs> it feels good to empty the tank sometimes. Uh you know, it, it, it's just sometimes that was was happening mixed with some of the stuff. I, I'm, I'm on Twitter too much. I, I I like Lamar probably need to put my phone down <laughs> sometimes and stay off Twitter. Uh, but, you know, you, you see some of the things and I don't know, man. I, I think a lot of people are looking at this sometimes in the wrong way. Like if you don't pay Lamar, then, OK, you saved a couple of bucks. But then what are you going to do? Like, what, what, what are you going to do after that? I don't think people really think about that. Everybody's worried about paying the guy and stuff. First of all, it's not your money. And second of all, like, you would, you're paying to keep your best player. You're not just paying some Joe Schmo off the street. It's, it's, it'll be right. a loss if you lose him. And I think people just think quarterbacks grow on trees. And sometimes people just got to be reminded. So whatever happens, man, I, I just hope people remember the things that they were saying leading up to this, uh, because it'll 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 be brought back to light in due time. Very well said, friend. Very, I have nothing to add to that, by the way. I mean, I added already what I thought, but um, very well said on your end. And so I'm just going to end it there because I don't have anything else to say to that. Um, you you did very well with speaking a lot of truths that I feel like uh, it, it applies in terms of how I feel about the NFL as well. So on that note, I mean, hey, happy Friday, I guess, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to take a shot of that. Sometimes it's just really good to get things off your chest. I'm just glad Cordell had the platform to do it. And I'm sure a lot of you agree with him as well. So we want you to enjoy your weekend. Um, baseball season is officially here so whoever you cheer for good luck unless you're a Yankees fan because yes. you know us Orioles fans don't care about you over here uh, or unless you're are you a Nationals fan? I'm a hybrid I, I was born an Orioles fan so I, okay. I love the Orioles but I, I, I of course I'm a DC guy so I, I do root for the Nets so, too So you do root for the Nets so is, is the Mets or the Phillies oh, yeah. your biggest? Uh, it's the Phillies for me screw the Phillies Okay all right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I hate because the Yankees they're too. in your division. Football, basketball, yeah. baseball. That makes that makes all the sense. Okay. So Philly, F Philly for Cordell. F the Yankees, F Boston for me. Oh, you know what? The Blue Jays too. They can get it. Tampa is That's actually pretty good, but I don't ever pay Tampa no mind. So um, there's that. But enjoy your baseball weekend. If you're going to the games, be safe, have fun. And um from Cordell to me, this is Winning Drive.